0: Welcome to the third in our series of conversations with AAO Interim Executive Director, Dr. Dwayne McCamish, who is also a past president of the AAO. Thanks for working us into your uh, busy schedule for another conversation, Dr. McCamish.
1: Thanks, Pam. I'm glad to uh, be part of it again. Great. These are always fun.
0: They are. They are. Well, let's start with an update on the search for a permanent AAO executive director. For uh, our audience, may or may not be aware that you have been the interim executive director since early May. And there is a search in process for a permanent executive director. And where are we now?
1: You know, just to give a little background, Pam, uh, to our members, I know that most remember that we started the search with an RFP. We had seven companies, and from those seven companies, we narrowed it down to three. And then from the three companies, we had interviews with them, and we chose one. And we chose Tuft & Associates, which is based in Chicago. They're based in Chicago, but they have a nationwide search capability. They've had over... 500 placements in associations and in nonprofit entities like the American Association of Orthodontists. The two principals uh, we have the president of the company that's leading the search, and her name is Jill Christie. And we have her associate vice president, and that's Mary McMahon. And those two individuals were actually in our office yesterday interviewing employees, which I think and which they thought was very important to do in this first discovery phase of searching for the new executive director of the American Association of Orthodontists.
0: That seems out of the ordinary.
1: You know, I I cannot comment whether it's out of the ordinary, but I felt it was important that they understand what our employees here at the AAO feel are important qualities for the next executive director to have.
0: Have you had any feedback or maybe a little too soon for um, any feedback from, from the principals?
1: It's not too soon. I actually uh, just got off the phone as I walked in here. I'd gotten off the phone with Jill Christie, and she told me, First of all, she complimented our staff. She said, what a great group of individuals we have here at the American Association of Orthodox Office. And then the second thing she said is she said, we got more information than we ever expected. So that's one phase of their discovery. The next phase is they are interviewing stakeholders and the search committee, and I might mention the search committee is chaired by Brent Larson. Our president, Naheed Maleki, is on the search committee. Gary Enman, our secretary treasurer, Ken Delahaye our trustee from Southwest, and John Callahan, the trustee from NISO, make up the search committee. And that search committee identified stakeholders. And from the identity of those stakeholders, we chose 15 of our members to also be interviewed. And we have given those names to uh, Jill and to Mary. Those individuals have already started to be reached out to. And the purpose of this, the bottom line, is to develop the right profile, to develop the characteristics of the individual that we want to come and to be the real executive director. I'm the interim. We want a real executive director here. And, uh, and we will have one because that process is going to be very thorough.
0: So those interviews are in process. They'll take probably just a, at least a little while. But it's really, it's very interesting, this process of, of putting together the characteristics of, of an executive director. And honestly, of course, I've never really been involved in an ED search before. But it just sounds like a really interesting approach.
1: Well, it is. And, you know, the executive director is not only... A manager of the staff here at the American Association of Orthodontists but they are also the conduit between the Board of Trustees and the House of Delegates. You know our members sometimes don't realize the House of Delegates makes the rules For our Association the Board of Trustees takes and enacts the policies the executive director is the implementation from the Board of Trustees to the staff to create services and to create different programs to implement the policies that come from the House of Delegates so it's really the executive director is really a key individual and and he she wears many different hats they wear a hat to the membership where they should be responsive to the members. They wear a hat where they are responsible from the Board of Trustees and the House of Delegates. But then they also have to be good managers of our employees within the AO because Just like in my office, there's nothing worse than inefficiencies. You have to have an efficient running machine all the way through to take and to to create the result that you want. In my office, it's a beautiful, healthy smile. Here at the American Association of Orthodontists, we want to provide programs and services and to be a benefit to our members. And if we're not a benefit to our members, we are not doing what we should be doing. And that's what we have to do. But you've got to know what you're looking for. And that's what Jill and Mary, Tuft and Associate, are helping us to take and to determine the type of individual that we're looking for. It's why it's so important to interview staff and to interview stakeholders. These are the people that are involved, and and we want to make sure that all bases are covered.
0: And this is a nationwide search, isn't
1: it? It is. It's a nationwide search. You know, what's really neat is in talking to Jill and Mary, They have said this is a plum of a job, is how they describe being the executive director of the American Association of Orthodontists. And, you know, why would it not be? I mean, look what we have a great profession. We're able to help many, many people. We have, fortunately, we have over 90% of our, our orthodontists are members of the American Association of Orthodontists. And we have to make sure that we earn the respect of those 90 percent of members and that we're doing what we should do and fiduciarily that's what this search committee is trying to do. We want the right person in a position to take and to provide value to our members.
0: Is there a timeline that's been established at this point?
1: There has, there has Pam. We have and and sometimes dates are tentative. We have set dates in the future. You have to do that in order to get all the trustees to get individuals involved in one location at one period of time. And right now the process will be that Tuft and Associate will do phone interviews and they'll vet candidates and they think they'll have over 80 apply for this position and they will they will go through the applications then they'll narrow it down to a group that they'll vet with phone interviews and they'll have two different rounds of phone interviews with some background checks and then they'll do further research into those individuals and they'll come back to our search committee with either a, a range of 12 to 18 names of individuals from. Those Those 12 to 18 names, we will narrow it down to seven or eight, and we will have an initial round of face-to-face interviews on September the 29th and September the 30th in Chicago. So the search committee will do the first initial round of interviews, and then there'll be a final round of interviews. And right now that's, that's scheduled for the 1st of October, and we're looking tentatively October the 7th and 8th to do that, and we'll bring back the final two to three to four individuals, and, and they will be interviewed further, and then a final decision made at that point.
0: It's still a work in progress, that's for sure. It
1: it is, but all of us on the search committee that are involved, we know we have the right firm that's helping us. We know that they're going about it in a very, organ, just like you treat a case. You go about it, you diagnose it, you align and level, you go through the process of creating the right occlusion. Well, that's what they're doing for us. They are going through the right process in making this happen.
0: It's going to be a good fit for the AAO and the members. Right, it will be. Now, I think I heard that this same firm is working with the AAO Foundation. Robert Hazel, who's the executive vice president, is retiring. And so I believe this firm has been engaged to find a new executive vice president for the foundation.
1: You're exactly right. And we're fortunate that we have Tufton & Associate doing that search. But the first thing I want to do is just tell you how fortunate we are to have had Robert Hazel as head of the foundation he's been head of this foundation as of at one of our staff meetings he announced that I will have been here 25 years tomorrow, and it was June the 26th, I think he said, that he was first employed uh, 25 years ago to be the head of the American Association of Orthodontists Foundation. During that period of time, he's raised over $37 million through the foundation that has gone towards funding education funding uh, research and funding junior faculty in, in different university and programs. And so we really have a round of gratitude, a, a great amount of thanks that are due, Robert, for for all he's done with the foundation. But, but also the foundation put together a search committee. And Ross Christ is the chair of that search committee, Fred Garrett, David Angus, Bob Bray and Eric Neese and myself are serving on that search committee. They also looked at the RFPs that we had gathered and they independently made the decision to go with Tufton Associates. And so we're fortunate that that search committee did that because the timing on the AAOF, Executive Vice President search, the essentially a director of development The timing on that is critical because one of the hats, the executive director of the American Association of Orthodox Wears, he or she is also the executive director of the AAOF serving as the executive director, secretary, treasurer of the American Association of Orthodontists Foundation. So it's really important that the executive director of the American Association of Orthodontists have a say in the executive vice president of the foundation and in the choice of that individual that they're going to be working closely with going forward throughout the years. It's also fair for the person that's coming on in that position with the foundation know who their boss is going to be who they're going to be working with so it's important that they also know who the executive director of the American Association of Orthodontists. So coordinating these two is really important. And by having the same search firm, and even though we've got a different individual leading the foundation search, but they're within the same Tuft & Associates, and and it's actually Mary McMahon. She'll be really leading that foundation, and she's working with Jill on the ED search. So we're really working closely with
0: Tuft & Associates. Well, let's move on, Dr. McCamish, to another topic, and that is, there was a short article in the July 5th e-bulletin about the AAO Principles of Ethics Code of Professional Conduct that the 2017 House of Delegates accepted a revised guide and the article linked to the new document that's on the member website. Would you be one to encourage our members to read the principles of ethics?
1: Oh, without a doubt. The redo on the Code of Ethics was initiated by the Council on Membership, Ethics, and Judicial Concerns, and the the acronym is C-O-M-E-J-C, and they felt like that our Code of Ethics, whereas nothing really verbally was changed that much, maybe one or two words, but they wanted it in the same format as the American Dental Association's Code of Ethics. And so there were no basic changes to our Code of Ethics. It was more of a reformatting. And that reformatting, to give you an example of how little change there was it was in the format the format and the reformatting was put on the consent agenda in the house of delegates so there was there was no even debate over it our code of ethics is solid and if you read it and you read what what we should be and what we are doing our members are doing that they're providing the best treatment that's in the best service and the best benefit of the patients that they're treating.
0: I think uh, in a future podcast, we're going to be talking with Kevin Dillard, a Business of Orthodontics podcast with a little more information on on the Code of Ethics. But can you tell our uh, listeners just how they can find this document?
1: Our membership can go to aaoinfo.org and then click on the Member Center tab, click Governance, and then click on the blue button that says Policy Manuals. When you arrive at the governing documents policy manuals page, the principles of ethics links is the second one on that page.
0: The other thing members could do, I bet, is go back to their email, and since this was the July 5th bulletin, and find you find that and uh, click Just on the, click link on on the that. article, and that's that's that, that, that's yet. a better way to do it. Then that, you can see the other articles. That's right. That were you don't have to
1: remember anything I said.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, thanks so much for all the information, Dr. McCamish. We appreciate your time. And that is a wrap for this July 17th, 2017 update for members of the American Association of Orthodontists. Thanks again, Dr. Dwayne McCamish, the Interim Executive Director of the AAO, for speaking with us today. And we look forward to future updates very soon. Thanks, Pam. This is Pam Paladin. Thanks for listening.